Hi, nonprofiteers. Welcome to Nonprofit Biz Talk with your host, Tracy V. Allen, nonprofit strategist. Nonprofit Biz Talk is about giving you the knowledge, skills, strategies, and concepts to manage, build, and grow a nonprofit organization that will positively impact the community you serve. <laughs> All right. So we have Melanie L. Jenny Solomon, and she is a career strategist. Am I saying it right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. She's a career strategist. So anything you want to change your job, you want to build your resume so you can get a higher paying job, you know, you want to knock that interview out of the ballpark, this is your lady. Okay. Melanie, go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. But yeah, so like you said, you know, I'm a career strategist. I'm a certified resume expert, LinkedIn strategist, personal branding consultant. Um, the name of my business is Resume Evolution. I also have a coaching practice, MelanieDenny.com. And basically, like you said, I'm here to really empower people to go after higher level, higher paying positions. Because so many times we sell ourselves short. I did it when I was in the job market. And it's really about using your skills, using your background, using your expertise, your knowledge, your talents, your passions, and packaging it up in a way that's compelling and interesting to a employer. That's what I do. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> and that leads us right into today's topic. We're talking about how nonprofit volunteers, especially, can take those volunteer service hours and the things that they do for a nonprofit organization, package that up and be able to sell themselves to a, a bigger market using the skills that they have acquired, right? So yeah. Melanie, take it away and let us know exactly how, because a lot, one of the reasons I really wanted to do this is because a lot of times people go in to volunteer for organizations because they're jobless a lot of times because they're jobless and they're just looking and hoping that the nonprofit organization um takes them on as an employee but a lot of times that's not the case it doesn't work out that way and they feel like they have spent four hours a day maybe five days a week four days a week volunteering with this organization and it's fruitless at the end they don't know how to transition what they have done or what they've learned into getting a paying job and moving on you know financially so. yeah 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 so there's a few different things a lot of times i advise younger folks college students just getting out into the working world who have no experience all i have is that degree which is a whole nother topic but um you know they don't have a job in their field they have no experience in their field and while they're looking for internships or you know that one position i tell them spend your time doing what you want to be doing so that you can be in that arena so that you can say you've done it so that you can be exposed to those you know environments of that skill set um and then use that like you said as your stepping stone so it's not necessarily about getting hired by the organization it's really just about exposure and experience and i tell people you know even those that are higher in the career maybe doing the transition Go and volunteer in the field that you're looking to get into. One, you're going to be able to realize whether you really want to do this or not. <laughs> right? 
Yeah. 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 Definitely. <laughs> job, job, right? Um, two, you're able to learn. You're able to learn the skills that you're going to need. Three, you're going to be able to talk about that industry in their terms, with their jargon, right? And so it's so invaluable being able to go and actually volunteer in an industry that you probably know, maybe know nothing about. It's the most powerful way to get experience because you don't necessarily have to go in and try to sell yourself right, for a job for them to pay you and all this. You could just go spend an hour here and there and get your feet wet, right? Now, the key, though, is to shift your mindset so that you're not looking at it as, oh, this is just something I do with my spare time, but shift it to this is like a job. Only I don't, only, only missing piece is the paycheck. So if you shift your mindset to this is an obligation, this is something I'm committed to, I want to you know, be proud of my work here. I want to be able to use it moving forward. And you need to approach it in that way. And think about the things that you do at that volunteer opportunity as something that you could include in your resume, period. You did it, you did it. Whether you got a, you know, a paycheck for it or not, you did it for an organization. So don't sell that short. You know, don't underestimate the power of what you do when you volunteer. You know, um, you could definitely um, list it on a resume, just like you would a job. You could just throw in the, the word volunteered so that it's not misleading. But if that's the only experience you have, then you need to put that on your resume. Okay, you need to put it. Don't put it at one line at the bottom, volunteered at such and such, right? Put it front and center as your most recent um, experience because then jobs. I mean, employers could look at it and say, oh, you've done this? Tell me more about that. And then you get to tell your story and give examples, achievements, um, situations that ar- arose that you had to kind of, you know, fix or problem solve, Those, all those scenarios. That is real experience that you can use to do everything. Awesome. And I don't think a lot of people um, realize that. Like you said, I think they think of it as a one-liner at the bottom of the resume. Oh, I volunteered at such and such, but they're not thinking about all the skills they acquired and the things that they did that contributed to helping that organization grow. Exactly. You know, And this goes for whether or not you're in high school or college or you're an adult. It doesn't matter. It's still significant work. Exactly. Yeah, so I totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What else do you want to tell us to tell us about, you know, volunteering or preparing for a job, transitioning from that? Mm -hmm. So the other thing is, you know, another thing that um, can be of benefit to you is references. Right. So if you maybe in that situation where maybe you got let go from your previous job and you started volunteering and now you're here, you could use that person, your point person at the nonprofit as someone you can use as a reference, right? So then they can speak to your work. And then again, they're speaking in the terms that are used in the industry. So that's another missed opportunity that people, you know, didn't think to, to put those type of folks on their reference list. But again, you got to shift your mindset. This is something that I did and it counts. And that's really what it all boils down to. Um, <laughs> Another thing in terms of the nonprofit is you can get exposure to different um, systems, 
right? So systems that may be useful in terms of technology, right? You can go there to learn a new skill in systems or different software that are, are specific to your industry, your field, or your targeted industry or field without having to make mistakes on a, a job job, right? Um, and then a lot of them, you know, a, lot, a lot of nonprofits are very patient, right? They don't expect you to come in knowing everything anyway. So it's a part of the process is to kind of train you and help you to help them. So, you know, use that to your advantage. And again, put it on the resume. So now you, you've done it at, in this nonprofit as a volunteer. Say that you've done it, right? Say that you've used this system and, tell, and give context to whatever it is that you, you've done. Another thing, too, is it helps you to show your passion. Because if you are in, you're working for free, <laughs> essentially. Right? So if you're looking to get into a certain field and you're willing to do it for $0, that shows, wow, he's really passionate about, he must be or she must be passionate about this because they look at you know, what they've done for no money in exchange. You know, so that speaks a lot to your passion. And then you can also use that as a selling point when you get in an interview. Oh, you know what? Why do you want to work for this? Why are you looking to switch careers? Well, you know, I'm very passionate about X, Y, Z to the point where I actually went volunteer you know, 10 hours a week to do this just because I'm, I'm so interested in learning the field or learning the industry, or I'm passionate about whatever cause or whatever outcome that that nonprofit is looking to do. That helps you stand out, right, as a candidate as well. So even though maybe your competition has 10 years of experience, right? If you can get in front of them and talk about that, that helps you stand apart, even though you don't necessarily have all this experience under your belt. Okay. Because I think some people think that because they volunteered, telling a potential employer that they, vol that they were willing to do it for free is going to hinder them from getting the pay they deserve for the position that mm -hmm. they're applying for. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see that. But here's the thing. Hopefully, you're good at what you do and you were able to generate some level of results or positive outcomes for that nonprofit. And that needs to be the basis of why they need to pay you well. Okay. Not so that's what you would suggest, that they put the outcomes on their resume. Always focus on the outcomes. Because guess what, Tracy? If I've been doing something for 10 years... That doesn't mean I do it well, <laughs> right? I know, I, look, I know hairdressers that's been in the game for a minute and mm, doesn't mean that's true. <laughs> right? That's so many times people come to the table, well, why should we hire you? Well, I got 10 years of experience. That's a prerequisite to even getting in the door. Right. Why should we hire you? Right. And so it has to always kind of boil down to something more tangible, something more significant, something of substance in terms of outcomes. Because at the end of the day, people hire people in exchange for some level of value. They're going to pay you every two weeks for something of value, not just because you've been doing it. Now, the assumption becomes since you've been doing it, you must be good at it. And that's what everybody kind of. Right? Everybody assumes, well, you do it 10 years, you must know what you're doing. Right. Until you get on the job and you can't perform. <laughs> yeah. Until you get on the job and you can't perform. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. 
but what you the point that you made in the very beginning about mm -hmm. high school students going mm -hmm. out and um volunteering in the area that they're interested in become making their career that is something i always told my students when i was teaching i'm like listen to me it's okay not to know what you want to do right now it's perfectly fine nobody's ever i don't know who gave people the assumption that they had to know when you're in high school what you're going to be for the rest of your life but that's so ridiculous yeah. <laughs> you know it's absolutely ridiculous but i said if you have several interests go out and volunteer in those areas so you can see what a day in the life a week a month a, a year in that field feels like because let me use myself as an example <laughs> <laughs> you know i started off as pre-med all I've ever wanted to be when I was a kid was a doctor, you know, <laughs> right? So that's what I did. I started off as pre-med, ended up getting pregnant with my son. And then I was like, oh, seven more years? I don't think so, right. you know? So then I was left with like a void. I did not know what I wanted to do with my life, literally. I know I had to graduate from college. I know I had to, I needed the degree in order to, you know, feed my child basically because i wasn't trying to work in mcdonald's right. you know i mean no offense to people who work in mcdonald's right. uh, but <laughs> i was that wasn't that wasn't for me okay and so i bounced around in college in my undergraduate trying to figure out what i wanted to do next so i was like okay well i love psychology let me do psychology started doing psychology then i was like well this is not going to pay the bills you know, this is not going to pay the bills. So I was like, okay, what else? Well, I wanted to be a doctor. Let me go into the nursing program. Went into the nursing program, worked in the hospital for like three years, had an injury. The way the supervisor dealt with the injury, you know, when you're young, you're like, I was like, mm -mm, this is not what I wanted to do. One class, one class, Melanie, from graduating, and I quit the program. My mom was livid. Livid. <laughs> She was livid. She was like, what in the world are you doing? So then, of course, now I'm still, I still have to figure out what am I going to do? But I've always had a passion for English. And while I was taking all these classes, I kept taking English classes as filler classes because I wanted to carry a full load every semester. And it just so happened when I dropped out of a um, nursing program and I went to have a credit um, assessment done, they were like, well, you have like two classes to get an education degree or an English degree. And I was like, I don't want to be a teacher, but goddamn, I'm this close. Might as well get it and go do it. You know what I mean? So I went ahead and I did, I, that's how I became an educator. I literally fell in to being an educator. I never set out to being an educator. And I went into education and I kind of developed a love for it. I knew it was not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. So I just say that to say, like, you don't have to know immediately what you want to do. People change careers all the time because you go into something, you spend all that money getting a college degree. And then when you get into the job, you're like, wait, 30 years of this? No, that's not going to work. So take the time, like Melanie said, go out and volunteer in different things that you have passion for. And it's okay to be multi-passionate. Yeah. I believe that it's okay to be multi-passionate. We're not one-dimensional people. So we don't have to just focus on one thing. But you do have to be able to do at least one thing well. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
That so we have a lot of similarities in our story. Really? <laughs> I was supposed to be a t- uh, doctor. Uh-huh. Uh, my whole life, doctor, doctor, doctor. Then it came, okay, what kind of doctor? Pediatrician, cool. Doctor college, uh, I don't know, anesthesiologist, because that's what all the money is, and it's easy, right? So that was my thing. I was going to be an anesthesiologist. I could not pass my core classes, anything higher than C. And I was an A student. So this was like unheard of for me. And the thing about it was I didn't even want to put in the extra effort to do it. I I had no zeal to say, okay, let me get into the, I had no desire to do that. So I said, this can't be, (laughs) this can't be it. This can't be Uh it. So then I went to, you know, the career services and writing English was always my thing. I used to write as a kid. I used to write stories like pencil and paper. I used to write stories with plots and characters and all this. Anyway, writing was my thing. So she said, get an English degree. So, okay, what can I do with that? Teach? Nah. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> nah. No, no. What else? Um, then she said it was either teach or be a writer. Like, write. write. Oh, I like it, but so then I had to figure out what else so I took a business class fell in love with the business class and that's kind of where I went and I got my business undergrad in business went on to get my MBA in business concentration in entrepreneurship but the the thing about it where you said 30 years of this I I realized that when I was like 15 my first job I quit after day two and wow. I said, I don't get it. <laughs> like, I, I was just, I just could not understand. This is what I have to do for like ever? This is what people do? Nah. So I just, I always knew I had to have my own business. I always knew I just had no idea how to get there, what to do. So I just still followed the traditional path, right? Mm-hmm. I got my MBA. Graduate with an MBA, thinking about to go take over the world and run somebody's corporation. <laughs> yeah. But um <laughs> all the way left. Oh. But um we share a lot of similarities in our story. And two, um I wouldn't I was after that I was a big job hopper. Me too. <laughs> Like, I'll be from job to job to job. Because you're trying to find where your niche is. You know that what you're doing isn't fulfilling that inner Mm -hmm. need, that desire. It's not bringing you love. It's like, oh, God, I got to go to work Mm -hmm. today. Oh, you know, you find no love in it. So you just jump from job to job to job trying to find where you fit in. Yeah. 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 So, you know, the only thing that stuck was this resume writing. That was the only thing that stuck. And a lot of people find that to be such a tedious task. And look at it. You love it to the point that you were able to create a whole business out of it. You know, engagements, training, everything. So, And I started off volunteering. I did it for free. See, we came full circle again. Full circle back to the topic of this whole entire thing. Volunteering, yes. And when I wanted to break into coaching, I found a nonprofit who was career oriented, and I went and I coached for them for their clientele. 
for free. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, I have that, a lot of those experiences and different, you know, exposure to all these different people. I did interview coaching with them for free just to, you know, do it, do it and practice, mm-hmm. learn it. And now I tell you able to take that and build up your credentials and say, hey, listen, I've coached for X amount of time. I've coached X amount of people. They've had this result all from volunteering. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> So see, the story, even though we, it seemed like we went a little off script, it came right back to the premise of this whole podcast. It came right back. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Wow. That's a story because, I mean, I have not heard of anybody really taking volunteerism mm-hmm. and using it to propel a career. So that's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, their own business. No, I have not. Usually, that's what one of the reasons I wanted to do this is because a lot of times I find that people don't want to volunteer um, because they don't think that there's value in it for them. They yeah. can't see how they can take it and transition into a paying job, how they can trans- use the experience to transition to another job, you know, or they, they can't see the transitional skills. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. The transitional skills. Because even yeah. myself, when I was leaving teaching, I was like, but I've been teaching for 15 years. I don't know how to do anything else. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, not that I didn't know. I knew I had other skills, but I didn't know how those skills were going to play out in the bigger scheme of things. Right. And I remember this older teacher said to me, she said, what are you talking about? You have a lot of transitional skills. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> right? She says, <laughs> I mean, seriously, we, this is a conversation we had. And I always thank her and I told her I became an entrepreneur. I really delved into entrepreneurship because you told me I had trans, um, transitional skills that I didn't even realize I had. She said, what are you doing right now? I said, what do you mean? I'm sitting here in a classroom. <laughs> you know? She says, no, what do you do on this job? I said, well, I teach children, <laughs> you know? She said, what else? I said, I'm the department chair. She said, that's leadership skills. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, you're right. You know, but I mean, you're not thinking about when you're doing the job, it just becomes so robotic that you just do it, but you're not thinking about what you're actually doing and how what you do goes into the grand scheme of things. I was running my department, you know what I mean? Going to meetings, making decisions, you know, writing reports, all that stuff, but it just, it was the job. Yeah. So I wasn't thinking about it and, comp- and compartmentalizing it in different ways. Like I became a recruiter after I stopped teaching because I did recruiting as a teacher. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't even realize I had that skill set. And I think what really opened up my eyes was the first career fair I decided to go to. Um, that was back in 2014. And the amount of employers that wanted to hire me, I was shocked. I was literally surprised. I mean, I'm very good at resume, resume writing because I taught it to junior high and, um, and um, high school students for years as a program. resume writing life skills that type of stuff so i knew how to fix up my resume but still all of my experience was in education so i was like they're gonna look at it and be like what are we gonna do with her but they they because they're recruiters saw my transit my um my um 
overlapping skills and how the skills I brought from education could fit into their world. And that was amazing to me. And that's one of the reasons I said, let me get you on here and just tell people like, listen, that volunteering that you're doing, that you just think it's like, okay, I'm just giving away a couple of hours or I'm just doing it because I have nothing else to do or I'm doing it for people who like are in SNAP and welfare and they have to do those volunteer hours in order to stay on the program. I don't think that they're realizing that that volunteer service can take them off of welfare, can take them off of SNAP and get them into a job. Yeah. You know? Yep. Another oh. thing to mention too is if you're in a volunteer community, you're mingling with people in the field, in your industry, the connections. <laughs> networking. That's a natural networking environment. You're right. Yeah, I never even thought about that aspect of it. Yeah, that's true. That are in it that do whatever to do on a day to day basis. They know other people who do what you do who may have opportunities in their company. They may know someone else who may know someone else, and they can vouch for you at this point. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah those are, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> it even made me think differently about it too because I'm less like, yeah, that's right. It's mm-hmm. a natural networking experience. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not forced. You're not like, okay, I got to go to a networking event. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got to meet new people. You're naturally meeting new people through that volunteer service, whether it's the clientele that are coming in, the people who actually work there, maybe their vendors, whoever. You're, you're interacting with a wide variety of people from different walks of life and different career paths. Yeah. yeah. Never know where the opportunity will come from. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. So if you had to give my um, audience four key points that they should not forget or four key takeaways, what would that be? One, don't sell yourself short in any situation, in any scenario. Everything you do is of value. Two, do not underestimate the power of, of not giving away your time, but using your time for something outside of a paid opportunity don't underestimate it um three i would say don't be afraid to try new things and try different things the volunteer opportunities give you that chance to try out different things that you may not want to necessarily dive into in terms of a job right so don't be afraid to try it out see what's going on go dabble okay don't be don't be afraid of that and four, I would say, you don't have to be committed to anything. So, you know, that's at the end of the day, every, all that we talk about boils down to that. You don't necessarily have to be committed to anything. Everything is temporary. And just remember that and know that going into something like a volunteer, like a job, internship, whatever, it's temporary. So you go there, you get what you need to get, you use it to your advantage, and you can move on. And it's okay. Awesome. Okay, so Melanie, tell them where they can find you and do you have any courses or, like you said, consulting programs that they can enter into if they're looking to transition or build their resume? Mm-hmm. So um, you can find me on my website, two websites, resumeevolution.com. That is more of just strictly resume writing, LinkedIn profile writing, cover letters, things like that. And then I have the coaching business, which is MelanieDenny.com. Um, that's more about really helping you get to that level in your career. 
So if you're looking to transition or move up, um, really helping you package yourself up in a meaningful way so that you can appeal to those higher paycheck uh, <laughs> type of opportunities. I also have um, a self-paced course. It's called My Career Academy. If you go to the website, melaniedenny.com, you can click on My Career Academy or it's melaniedenny.com slash MBA stands for My Career Academy. Um, that is a self-paced course. It's there for you to enroll pretty much at any time. And there's all types of resources in there from getting your mind right, right? All about mindset to figuring out what your brand is, um, revamping your resume, revamping your LinkedIn profile, incorporating your brand into all those things, networking. I teach about networking in there. I also teach about interviewing as well as salary negotiations. So there's a ton of resources in there as well. Again, it's My Career Academy. You can find out on my website, melaniedenny.com. Awesome. Well, thank you, Melanie, for dropping those nuggets on us today. And I hope that the audience found that very valuable. I know I did because I learned some new stuff today. Woo! So thanks again for um, being a guest on my podcast. Absolutely. I had a blast. <laughs> thank you for having me. Always wonderful to share and to just have this type of dialogue. It's always. Yeah. All right. Thank you. <laughs> okay non-profiteers that's it for today thank you for joining us and remember that there's someone in your community counting on the services that your nonprofit organization offers and it is your job to make sure that you get it right until next time i'm tracy v allen Thank you.